We belong. We belong everywhere. Whatever you want to do, wherever you want to go, you belong. Hello everyone and welcome to this new episode of We Belong. I'm Yasmina Wiran and I am your host. And today I'm joined by our co-founder, Jana de Grot, um, to cover her story running for elections. So Jana has been part of an office. She has been an elected politician since the age of 21. And we are going to discuss with her what it means to run a political election. So welcome, Jana. Hi, Yasmin. So happy to be here. And hi, everyone. So... Yana, for us at We Belong, it's very important to foster leadership and um, we've been discussing since a long time to have you in the podcast in order to really share the behind the scenes of your story being elected at the age of 21. So my first question is, because I know that you're currently also running elections this year, so this year in Luxembourg, it's uh, for those who don't know, it's the year of elections so there is the local elections this month in a few weeks and then uh, later this year there will also be the national elections so Jana is quite busy but I'm glad that she made time to uh, to share her story with us today so Jana you were elected at 21 why why did you run for politics what motivated you? So when I decided to join politics at the age of 21, I was motivated for two main reasons. So the first reason is that I come from a country that is super diverse, but where the diversity is really, really not represented. And I'm Luxembourgish and I belong here and I want to be, yeah, I want to be represented. I want to see myself in house of power. This is why I ran for office. And then the second reason is also because I have um, a little brother that is on the autism spectrum so his chances of like of opportunities are limited to mine and i want to leave this world better for from for my little brother and for people like him thank you i mean it's such a noble uh, cause that you carry and um i know that it, you know also the um story of your brother it's a very personal story that uh, shaped you and you always uh, or often speak uh, publicly you take the floor in, in big stages and I'm sure that you feel privileged to be able to speak that openly and to represent others um, compared to your brother so um, yeah thank you for all that you do and uh, for uh, also being there for him I'm sure that he look, looks up to you as a big sister. Yes, we have a lot of fun. I try to, to spend a lot of quality time with him and it's exactly what you say. I have the huge privilege to be standing on stages, to talk, to express my feelings, my wishes for the future. And I want to discover how we can also make this happen for my little brother that has more difficulties to communicate. Um, so yeah, that's what drives me every day. Absolutely. And um, so at the age of 21, you're like, okay, I'm going to run for politics. But I'm sh- I know that you were before um, already active. Um, when did you actually start engaging in, you know, public, uh, in, you know, in, the, in public spheres? 
So um, I was like, I was always very active, um, a very engaged student, high school student. Um, I was at the National Youth Parliament at the age of 15, then I entered the European Youth Parliament at the age of 17. I traveled a bit, I, dis I discovered new cultures, I discovered Europe. Uh, then I became a youth representative for Luxembourg for a few years. And the older I grew, the more I realized I cannot just be influencing policies or giving my opinion, but I actually need to be sitting at the table where decisions are taken for my voice to be represented. And when I say my voice, it means people like me that also have roots in Africa, immigration backgrounds and so on. We need to be sitting at the table where the decisions are taken. And this is when when I got asked in the at the age of 21 to run for the local elections in my hometown, I said yes. And I actually felt privileged. I was like, oh my God, what a chance, what a privilege. But it's not a privilege. It should be normal to, to be asked, to have people from diverse backgrounds to be asked to run for office, especially in a Luxembourgish context. So today I'm not grateful anymore. I'm just doing my work. Um, and... Uh, and um, yeah, I'm giving my best because, you know, we should really move because we are always so grateful, especially people from minority groups. We are always thankful for, for someone to to give us opportunities, but we work for those for these opportunities to come to us. So, yes, we should just do our work and 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 go for it. Absolutely. And I know that you um, didn't expect to be uh, elected. The average age of people in office, at least in your uh, council, is quite old compared to you. Yeah. So can you tell us yeah. more about that? So yes, I have um, the second youngest after me is like 20 years older than me. Uh, so there's a huge generational gap, which also came with a lot of challenges because I'm sometimes really talking a different language. I will never forget when I suggested to implement the um, um, participatory budget. Participatory budget is basically a system when you ask citizens where public money should be spent on. And the head of my council really like got super annoyed by this suggestion because he thought I was saying that I want people to participate to the budget, which I want, but he thought like, by because for him, since we make this budget public, I mean, this budget is always being public to the population, they can give feedback. This is what budget participative means. But participatory budget doesn't mean that. It actually really means it's a process where you really implement the opinion of citizens on where we should really spend the money on. You know, it's a really a system that also exists in Brussels and in other countries and cities. And uh, yeah, so, so many times we talk a different language, which created a lot of clashes, you know, unnecessary clashes, unnecessary fights. <laughs> um, and it feels very lonely, you know, it can become very lonely when you have to, to be sitting around people that really not, don't necessarily understand um, your language. And uh, it can be, yeah, it can be very, very frustrating and very lonely. Yeah. You're saying rightly that it has been difficult and I want to emphasize on this point because one might think that 
entering into politics is the most difficult part. Once you're there, wow, you're the elected Yana, the shining star. But actually, the behind the scenes is is quite tough. So, how has it been for you um, to face, you know, these, you know, di- differences in uh, generational gap, um, differences in communication, being a young woman, and also being a, a black woman? Because I'm sure that there is very few today in Luxembourg, even in Europe. I came in, you know, I came in, I came in very unexpected, super young, black, young woman uh, at the beginning of my studies. And I studied in Brussels, which is uh, three hours by train from Luxembourg. So I had to travel a lot. And uh, it's exactly as you said, you know, the moment a person like me goes into office, is elected, we think it's a win. And we don't care anymore what happens behind the scenes. I'm not the only one we don't care about, but many politicians, we don't actually care about them. And um, and we just throw at them and, you know, we try to hold them accountable every minute they breathe. Um, but there's no support, you know, there's no support for people like me that have no backgrounds in politics, that have not parents that used to be in politics or used to be... Uh, just used to be in politics so it uh, it is very very challenging and exp- especially for me what was particularly difficult was the toxicity in office you know the stupid disrespectful comments not from everyone but from very few or from one person um, that really made me feel like I don't belong I questioned my belonging to this space many times I cried many times also at the toilets of the office where I leave the office and I cry there. So you can see how toxic it is. I'm very surprised when I think of the last six years that I managed to stay in. And I knew why I went, but I managed to stay in because I knew why I went. I didn't go for my ego. I went for what I rep- for what my presence represents in the country, you know, for the representation I'm giving to younger generations, people from, from diverse backgrounds. This is why I went in. I don't go for myself because if it was for myself, I would have left already a long time ago and do something else. And made that because, you know, politics is not, is very rewarding work, but it's not easy, you know. So if you are not driven by something that is bigger than you, it's not going to be possible to remain inside of this of, of the of this space it's not going to be possible but now i'm 27 i'm in 10 days are the next elections um i started campaigning actually quite early i gave it my all my best this um this time i know what i want i have very specific points i focus on now in steinzel to improve the life of people in steinzel here and uh, I'm out there, I'm talking to people, it is tiring, of course, I'm really looking forward for some holidays, but uh, yeah, yeah, it just feels more organized and I'm more self-confident than I was when I was 21. And that's why your experience is so valuable for many of us, because I want you to be honest, and you have been honest on the difficult side. It is tough, um, but you're also opening the way for others, right? You're sometimes being the first means also carrying all the difficult uh, experiences and maybe trying and changing things so that others don't have to face what you did. And if they do, they know that they're not alone. 
um, and lonely I think it's a key word here because I'm sure that you must have felt very lonely in your journey um, especially when you experienced uh, you know some difficult conversations um, it might also have an impact on your mental health so um, how did you find a way to cope with all this? Yeah, the sense of loneliness is really something that is quite common for people in politics. Um, you know, we, we, we are perceived or we are seen as people that are super social, you know, people like our posts and know us, but inside of us we feel very lonely because it's, it's a very particular experience that we are having, you know. And I have this a lot, I have this a lot. Um, the sense of loneliness, the sense of people not understanding, friends not understanding what I mean, you know, and to cope with that, I had, I always had to do uh, activities like, you know, my, the activism part, travel, meet new people, work with you on We Belong, you know, this, this gives a lot of sense to what I'm doing, because politics is really a path, it's a step-by-step Um, there's not a lot of rewards in politics at the beginning. You get no money for it. Uh, you, you, you sacrifice a lot. Public service is really like giving, giving, giving. There's no rewards. People expect a lot from you. So I need to balance it with stuff that gives me rewards. And this is actually in the, in the work that we do in our advocacy work. And, uh, and yeah, this is what's, what, what helps me. And really surround myself with people that can that I'm inspired by you know <laughs> it's so important to know who you surround yourself with because otherwise you keep feeling lonely you know Jana last year something quite crazy happened to you so for a long time well since the age of 21 you've been um, working um, hard in order to make your voice heard And then your voice was actually heard last year, especially uh, when you were uh, named Obama leader. So you had the chance to meet Barack Obama and to be part of this uh, program, a leadership program that um, supports young people. Um, and especially, you know, uh, for you being in office and uh, feeling that you have the support system. So how was it for you, this experience? So yes, I don't know, like the uh, beginning of 2022, I, um, I got contacted by the Obama Foundation for, yeah, they, they were just like identifying some leaders in Europe and I was contacted by them And I didn't understand, you know, like I was a bit confused at the beginning because I was like, this is not, this is not Obama Foundation, you know, like this, I'm, I was not really believing what I, I got there. And, um, and I was also in a time of my life where I was not doing well, uh, really not. Um, and I was questioning if I should resign from my mandate because I was just mental health wise catastrophic super depressed nothing really worked and this is when you know this obama thing happened and i met him after the program that we did of six months i met him in copenhagen and i sat more next to him longer next to him than some politicians that i'm running uh, on the list with 
because this man has been genuine, you know, like he's really genuine. He's listening to people. He's there. He's really supportive. And I've been sitting next to him for four hours and, um, and it, it humbled me big time, you know, like I've never felt more humbled than there, you know, like just super grateful, super humble, also realizing how much potential I have in me that I never did, that I never knew that I had. And uh, he told me that I belong because you need to know that during the six months, I had some kind of mentorship program too and well-being program. And I really talked a lot about my challenges in office with them, a lot. Like depression and, and sense of loneliness and like, why am I doing this? And um, yeah, basically this is why, uh, how should I say? It was extremely, extremely rewarding and to, to, to see him there and to have him tell me that I belong. I would like to conclude uh, with, you know, the question that we always ask on our social media campaigning that Jana has been leading. Tell us, please, what belonging means to you. Yeah, especially because I'm half white and half black. The question of belonging was always uh, a difficult one. But I would say, and I have to, to respond to it, I will just uh, start by, yeah, by just uh, giving uh, some, a comment that I get a lot, uh, is that, Jana, where do you really come from? And this question is, is, uh, is yeah, it makes me tired, but I want to, 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 to talk also about it, to tell people that why it's so tiring. Uh, where I really, <laughs> like, if someone tells you where you really, really, really come from, they start to kind of question your identity. And then they also challenge uh, your feeling of belonging to a place. And I realize, and I, I think that belonging means that you decide, you know, like it's your choice. It's not on other people to tell you where you really come from or... Uh, or you speak so well, uh, Luxembourgish. Uh, are you really from here? Who are your parents? You decide if you feel home in Luxembourg, so you belong to Luxembourg. If you feel that belonging means a safe space, um, around the people that you love, then this should, this should be it. So belonging is just realizing that you are the one that decides where you belong to and you belong to all the places you want to be in. And that's absolutely what we promote and we belong. So thank you for being with us. This was the end of our episode. If you liked it, please share it. And you can find us on all platforms and social media. Bye.